Hey girl, today we're going deep. We're going to talk about the struggle with body image. Do you look in the mirror every time you get dressed and immediately focus on how you look, how you have looked like you've gained weight, or you've got this role there or that role there, or how much you need to lose? Are you constantly comparing yourself to other people who you want to look like? And you, you pick a body part and you're like, oh gosh, I wish I had abs like her, or I wish I had a waist like her, or I wish I had a butt like her. Are you constantly doing that, looking at other people and in that comparison trap? I want to talk to you today in this episode. It's going to be a, a two-part episode. This is part one on the body image struggle, and it can play such a huge role in our journey to freedom. Like We have to be good and comfortable with who we are. And in our own skin, we have to understand that we've got to accept ourselves before we can begin to heal and take that step of faith in that journey to freedom. And so we're going to focus on two of the four concepts I'm going to share with you today. So I hope you'll stick with me and let's dive in. Hey girl, welcome to the podcast, She Breaks Free. I'm Tara Josie, a wife, mom, fitness professional, and recovered obsessor of diet and exercise. If you're ready to finally break free from what you're supposed to do and find out what's best for you, gain solutions on the diet that works for your body and learn fitness strategies to change your health, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more or connect with me in our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Okay, it's time to put your big girl pants on, lay that cookie down. Let's get into today's show. You know... Someone who played sports most of my life, started really in seventh grade, uh, and then moved all the way through high school, playing three different sports, jumping into uh, volleyball at college, and was able to play in college at a D2 level. Just really all I wanted to do was play. I didn't really care what level it was. I just wanted the opportunity. And with that mindset coming out of college, I did go to graduate school and ended up getting a graduate assistantship and, you know, still being exposed to exercise, fitness, I was in that realm and really knew that I wanted to do something in sports. Well, long story short, my career path shifted and really entered the, the, the field of fitness. And in the field of fitness, you are surrounded by people constantly trying to look aesthetically good. So if you are in the profession going to conferences or just being in responsible for the program of fitness, you know, there, it, it all centers around how we look. And so it, it is very hard to separate as, as for me, it was to separate this idea that, you know, I was showing up every day and feeling as though I needed to look a certain way. If I was the one that was responsible for, for doing the thing, I was the one responsible for programming the, the activities, programming the fitness classes, teaching the fitness classes, being, being the person, the, the face, if you would, of the fitness program. And my view of myself was I, there were so many things that I needed to change about how I looked because I didn't feel like I looked like the person that I should have being responsible for fitness. And it is a very, very hard world to not compare yourself. And this was constant, constantly happening, you know, especially as I was getting further away from the college age 
and, and still am, but I am in that, in that realm of, of being around college students and, you know, I'm more and more covering up my body and they're less and less uncovering their body. So you're seeing, you're seeing this all day long. You're, I'm in the gym all day long because that's, that's where my office is. And, you know, this is, this is surrounding me. So the challenge to really get on the program of, I can change my body image was very difficult for me. And some days it's still, I have to be careful, like where I sit on different thoughts that come into my head, because I can find myself right back in that place of comparing myself and saying, gosh, you know, I might be 30 years older than these students, but how come I don't look like that? You know? And so I want to talk today, four different concepts, but two today really about this struggle with body image. And it is so paralyzing, you know, I, why, why did, why do I think that I struggled so much? Well, I was a tomboy growing up and as a, you know, one girl in a, in a, with two, two brothers or siblings, you just kind of naturally fall into that and you got to be tough if you want to join the group and you had to do the things to, to survive sometimes. And I never felt pretty enough. You know, I had short hair and lots of times I would be hanging with my dad, going to work with my dad in construction jobs and people would think I was a boy, like just this, this thing that happens when you are a tomboy that people just speak into you that, you know, just didn't resonate pretty or beautiful. And I never felt that way. I didn't really have long hair. Like a lot of the girls that were my friends, I thought they were just so pretty because of their long hair. And I just never wanted long hair and never could stand waiting for it to grow. And I just was always seeking to be loved and never really felt like my looks were good enough to be loved. And that was my mentality. And, you know, after years of prayer and, and really just, I, I call it therapy, but meeting with a counselor, you know, to help me dive into these real root issues is really where my, my journey began. You know, the diet culture does not help us at all, right? We're constantly surrounded by these pictures of what it is that, you know, our culture focuses on being a certain weight and that is, ed that's equated with beauty, being a certain weight, being a certain size. And you're, we're just constantly fighting the battle, you know? So, so you, we've got to understand our battleground. We have to understand where our weaknesses are and we have to understand where this all started. I'm going to start with two concepts I want to share with you that really have helped me in this journey. But Again, diving into the deep portion of where this all starts with us, each individually. Again, you know, for me, growing up as a tomboy, just always feeling like I wasn't pretty enough and feeling like this pretty equates to how, how I look and, you know, how I'm loved equates to how I look. And, and this was for me kind of the, the, one of the core things that, that I had to overcome and really get God's truth in my heart about that. So, once you determine and you kind of dive into that for yourself, then, then you can really begin to understand, okay, what, what I need to go on the offense here. What are the things that I need to be doing? Well, two of the things that I want to share with you today, the first one is gratitude. You know, for me, gratitude is, is something that really can change our whole perspective of not just our day, not just our weeks, our months, but years. Like when we really take on this heart of gratitude, thankfulness, like it really does change our, our perspective. And, 
you know, finding the positive in everything can really do that. And, you know, what does your body do for you? How, how do you look at your body with gratitude? How do you look at yourself with gratitude and the view of what, you know, you've, you've told yourself for so many years, it's not about the weight, right? It's not about this number on the scale. What, do, what does your body do for you? It, it's physically capable. You know, some of us that may, may have some things that are, that keep us physically down. You know, some people have chronic illnesses and, you know, I pray that God brings you through those and that you're able to have you restored to physical health. But those of us who, who have are healthy and can get up and go, you know, there, there is this perspective that, gosh, we've got legs. We can, we can go for a walk. We have the ability to go for a walk. There's people that, that can't do that. Like the gratefulness of, I have the ability to, to, to lift weights and change my body. Some people don't have the ability to do that. And whatever it is for you, looking at how your body moves, you know, for those of us who are mothers, you know, your body was able to produce your child. I mean, you were able to carry the, 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 the child and to do the things that it was necessary to, to have the child. And, you know, so whatever it is for you, coming up with something that you are sat not satisfied, but that you are, that you can be grateful for creating that list in your head of God, thank you so much that I can take a walk today because I can enjoy the beauty and I'm moving my body. And I know that this is good for my mental health, whatever it is, you've got to make a list and, and have those things played out, not just in childhood, what'd your body do for you in childhood and then all the way through adulthood. And, you know, this may take some of us way back and, you know, in childhood, you know, being an active, active kid, it allowed me to participate in sports and really gain things in my life that I am so appreciative for. And, you know, so it's just a matter of us stopping, taking the time to stop thinking about how we look, but, but how our bodies have helped us throughout our life. The second thing is to, to settle into your natural weight. And I don't know if you've ever heard this term before, but there's something called a set point weight. And the more we diet, the, the, the more that our set point weight increases. So we, we are, we're kind of damaging our, our bodies when we go to this restrictive for so long, and then we gain it all back. Right. And then you restrict for so long, and then you gain it all back this back and forth losing, gaining. This is not a healthy way to live because this can change your set point weight, your natural weight that you tend, that you typically come back to. For example, you know, I can be a certain weight and feel like, you know, around my time of my cycle, I am like eating everything in sight. And then the week after I somehow get back to, to my normal weight, it's just where my body, you know, your metabolism is so, so, so smart. So it's not like one meal or two, two meals is going to make you gain five pounds. Chances are you're going to come back to your natural, natural weight that your body is kind of accustomed to. And getting comfortable with that and understanding that life is meant to be in maintenance. There should be only a couple periods of time throughout the year that you're actually dropping your calories down if you want to go into some sort of a deficit, but you have to be comfortable with yourself in maintenance before you even attempt to do the deprivation, to do the, I say deprivation, to do the little bit of calorie restriction 
It should be a slight calorie restriction so your body isn't being shocked into the starvation mode because then what's going to happen? We're going to go binge. But most of your year should be spent maintaining your weight, being comfortable in that weight. And then if you're like, mm, I think I might want to try to lose a couple pounds because I feel like I just need to feel a little bit better in my clothes. Well, then let's talk about maybe sh shifting your calorie intake by one to 200 calories per day and working the long game so that over time you begin to see changes, small changes that lead to large results. So this is another piece that is really important in how we view ourselves. If we don't, we don't, if we can't ever be comfortable in maintenance, then we're always going to be back and forth with this losing weight, gaining, gaining it back. And then some losing weight, gaining it back. And then some, and then before you know it, we've changed our set point weight to, you know, 10 pounds, 15 pounds higher than where we were maybe two or three years ago. So really being careful that when you're looking at your body image, that a, or number one, that you create a list of gratitude that why are you thankful for your body, what it can do for you, not the negative things, not the things that you feel like other people see. We're going to talk about comparison in part two, but gratitude, changing your perspective and thanking God for what your body does for you. Your heart beats, you, you constantly are breathing. That is a, a, an amazing thing. If you just stop to think about it, even for two minutes, like what your body does for you. And so being grateful for that and getting that list together, whether it's from childhood through, through your adulthood now, and then second, being comfortable settling into maintenance, understanding that your body needs to be happy at where you are maintaining your weight. And if you struggle with just maintaining your weight, keeping at the same weight, not trying to lose, not gaining, but trying to stay right there in maintenance, then we need to chat. I'm going to can help guide you and lead you in, in that, but we've got to be comfortable where we are before we can ever begin doing some changes that can, that can make some, some lasting results. Stop tracking, counting, obsessing over your weight. If this is you try it for one week. I know it can be a real struggle and a real challenge, but I challenge you even just for one week to try and focus on your body cues. So this is part of maintenance is letting go of the tracking, letting go of the obsessing, letting go of constantly stepping on the scale. I mean, if you can't do it for one week, let's just start with a day. Let's try it for one day and see what happens. The mental load that will be lifted will be so unbelievably amazing that hopefully you'll do day two. It's called HEC, Hunger, Energy, and Cravings, H-E-C. Check in always with your hunger. Are you, am I getting hungry? Not really. You don't want to get to starvation mode, right? We don't want to be starving because then what happens? We end up just eating everything in sight while we're preparing the meal that we're trying to eat. The energy levels, that's going to always be impacted by what we eat. And when we're in maintenance mode, it's a lot easier to control that versus that deprivation or calorie restriction can really send us kind of feeling like sluggish. Also, your cravings can be impacted by your stress levels and maybe what you are or not eating, your cravings can be increased. So that is a piece of your natural maintenance mode is really to learn how to 
let go of the tracking obsessing. So I challenge you for that this week. If you can try that the next episode, I'm going to do, um, episode 112 is going to be part two. So this was part one, and we're going to dive into a couple other great concepts in part two. So I pray that this has blessed you and that you can begin to really settle into the why of why you look at your body like you do, and then begin the journey of finding those things that you can like about it and then settling in to where you are right now. Take care and God bless. If you have been blessed today, you can thank me big by heading over to Apple podcast and leave me a written review of the show. I would be so grateful. Secondly, if you want to connect with me and others who are like-minded, go to Facebook and join She Breaks Free group. It's a private group where you can feel safe and always share your heart. I will be there to answer questions, provide tips, and help you in your journey to freedom. Here's to you breaking free. God bless.